Hi, babes. Welcome back to another podcast episode with Magnetic Feminine, your love coach for helping you call in epic soulmate love. I am your host, Vanessa Nance. So in today's episode, we are going to look at the question of why do I self-sabotage in relationship? And specifically, we're going to look at the pattern of why do I continually push love away? So if you've noticed this pattern in yourself, um, know that you're not alone. This is the pattern I've struggled with very much. And so we're going to dive in deep into exploring what's underneath this and look deeper at um, what is self-sabotage. So let's start off there. What is self-sabotage in relationship? We often say this term and it feels like despite what it is that we want, despite what our very heart's desire is, there's this part of us that's always sabotaging our desires. Now, it's important that we reframe the um, concept of self-sabotage because there is no part within you, within your consciousness, that is actually trying to sabotage you. It's important to understand this because we have to realize that there are all parts of ourselves actually want our safety, want our wholeness. Um, so self-sabotage is better seen as it's a self-protective mechanism. And when we ever, whenever we experience trauma, basically what happens in a traumatic event is that there's a sense of disassociation and consciousness fragments and splits itself off into, it splits itself essentially. And so we have this external part of ourself that is kind of, um, separate from, it feels separate from what my, my sense of self, my desire, right? My desire is like, I want a relationship. I want to be married. I want to be with this man. But then I have this, um, part, this unhealed part that experienced trauma from my past. And this part is, um, has unhealed, unprocessed trauma, right? And so that part is going to go into these self-protective mechanisms and end up pushing love away, pushing away the very thing that I'm saying, I want, I want, I want in my heart. And so then we call it self-sabotage. But actually it's not self-sabotage. That part, that wounded aspect of myself is actually just in a fearful state and seeking safety. It's seeking to self-protect. And it's important that we reframe this because in order to um, stop pushing love away, stop sabotaging, we have to become very familiar with these fragmented parts of ourselves, with these fragmented aspects within our consciousness so that we can then begin to relate to these parts of ourself, these wounded aspects of ourself in a loving, compassionate way so that they're not constantly taking over and, and quote unquote, sabotaging our very desires. So one way that you can begin to work with this is when you notice a, um, a sabotaging behavior come up, so let's say like recently, you know, if you were in a relationship recently and or you experienced a trigger in relationship and you kind of like pushed your partner away or you, um, you know, became really guarded and, and, and wanted to like ignore their texts, right? Kind of do this like guarded protective mechanism. So when you get into the pattern and you can even go back in this moment, like think back to a memory of when this happened for you. 
You want to go back and first connect to what are the feelings that are coming up in your body? What are the sensations that you are experiencing in that moment? So really focus on not the story in your head, not the story of what he did or why I feel this way, just purely focusing on the sensations. I feel angry. I feel anxiety. I feel um, the sensations, even like my heart, my chest, uh, my heart beating really quickly. Um, my breath is really shallow, um, knots in my stomach, right? You really want to dive into first the sensations, getting grounded and in your body. Because very often when we're triggered, we feel like we kind of leave our body and we're just responding from the trigger. So first is come back into your body. And then you want to use the sensations in your body like a feeling flavor rope that is going to connect you back to... Uh, when this memory first, or when when this event first happened in your life that brought up these emotions, what is the memory of this event? Because you're actually getting triggered, not by what's present in the moment, but it's a past event that is that is being projected into the present. And so we have to go back into the past and and discover what is this part of myself? What is this part of myself that um, that doesn't trust love, that feels that she needs to push love away. So I was doing this work recently um, because this has been a strong pattern for me is pushing love away because my inner little girl didn't feel she could trust love. She was very scared, um, felt no one was there for her. And so she just, you know, went closed in on herself. And so that's a strong part within me. And I have to become very familiar to that that part within myself, that wounded sense of self, because if I am not connected to this aspect within my consciousness, this um, wounded sense of self that's going to come up and, and I don't know how to relate to her and have a relationship, this is similar to you know your inner child. You could see it that way as well. And um, we have many aspects of our inner child, or we could call it many parts, um, or you know your wounded sense of self. It's all really interchangeable, but you need to start to develop a relationship to these different fragmented aspects of yourself because as we do, then we start to integrate it and then we start to, this part starts to actually feel safe because only you can meet the safety and emotional safety that this part is asking for, this wounded sense of self. This wounded sense of self needs it from you. And as we form this relationship to these fragmented parts of ourself, um, we are able to to start to to have more consciousness in relationship and to start to see, oh, okay, this is not like this is not actually my partner who is really triggering me. This is actually me projecting the past into the present. So let me give you an example in my most recent relationship. Um, my ex-partner and I were doing these intense insanity workouts. And I don't know if you know insanity, but they are hardcore. It's this guy, Sean T. I like to call him T-Pain because it will make you burn. And so we were doing the workouts together and we were both like trying to get back in shape. And I can, can be really competitive. I definitely have, you know, a healthy, masculine, com- competitive nature. And... Um, 
And so we're working out and like, you know, I'm pushing myself really hard and I want to be my best. And I'm just really inspired by him being there. But then he kind of goes into this coach mode, right? This like, and um, he starts telling me like squat harder, you know, move, um, you know, correcting my position and telling me, um, you know, where I'm, where I'm maybe not doing it correctly. And just giving me guidance, right? Loving guidance. But that is not how I heard it. I heard it as criticism, as you're never doing enough, as um, I can't please you, I can't make you happy. And so even though that's not how he was, it was actually coming at me, that's that's not at all what his um, agenda was. That's how I heard it because I was projecting the past, my father, onto him in the present moment. And so that's what a triggered state is, is I take the past, which is still unhealed within me, and this work is is going to be a lifetime of work, of, of healing ourselves. You don't have to be perfectly healed to, to call in that soulmate love, but you have to be healed enough. You have to be aware of all the wounded parts of yourself so that we can manage it and work through it and not stay stuck in the trigger. So... I, I, in the moment I got triggered and I had to leave, um, leave the workout and like go inside. And I had to, like, I was just so irritated. I was like, Oh, I can never do it. Right. You don't right? And was just like going back into that inner little girl wounded sense of self. But luckily I am very familiar with all the wounded parts of myself. I've formed a deep relationship to these aspects of myself, done extensive inner child work. And so I went back inside the house, got a sip of water and just dropped in, connected to the sensations in my body. I could connect it very quickly to the fact that this was my inner little girl. And being able to quickly do this comes from the amount of inner work you've done. So as you get familiar with these parts, as you've done a lot of work, looking at your history, connecting to the parts of yourself, the better we get at doing this in relationship. And so I went inside the house, could see like, Vanessa, this is not... this is your dad. You're just projecting your dad onto him. Now, it's not about never getting triggered. It's how quickly we can move out of the trigger. And how quickly we move out of the trigger is just how well we know ourselves. And so then um, I just went back out. I was like, okay, I I need to just blow this off. Went back out, did the workout. And he's like, oh, I'm glad you came back so quickly. He knew, right? He knew I was triggered. He knew it wasn't about him. It was just like, my own stuff I had to work through and we went back to doing our workout and I was just like okay just ignore him like I can't you know I knew it was going to to frustrate me when he corrects me and that was then something I had to learn to work through because um you know I did let him know like it's it's difficult for me to hear um you know the well, I had, to, I had to make sure I didn't say criticism, right? Because he wasn't actually criticizing me, but that's how I interpreted it. And so working, and so letting him know that like, this is how I experienced it and realizing that it wasn't actually what he was doing. But see, whenever we're in a trigger, we're very close-minded. It's like, I know for certain that you were criticizing me, that you were trying to say, I'm not good enough. I can never get it right. And like that certainty is this collapsed mind, this collapsed judgment and... And so we're not open and curious to saying, okay, well, what is the truth here? Like maybe, you know, what is your reality? Um, The trigger is just this very collapsed um, certainty that I know what I'm seeing because we're 
we're projecting right the past into the future. And we're so certain that that past is there in the future. I mean, in the present. Um, so, so a big part of, you know, learning not to push love away is going to come from, you want to look at like, what is the part of me that's actually pushing love away? What is the part of me that's trying to stay safe here and get familiar with these aspects within yourself, because that is going to help you to manage these wounded parts of yourself that will want to push love away. That feels like, um, you know, that's running this inner store, the inner dialogue of, um, love isn't safe. I can't trust love. I'm all alone, right? So you're this wounded sense of self that's pushing love away in your life. She has her own dialogue. She has her own inner story about love that I don't need anybody. Um, when I did some deeper work around this, th- my part, um, had some, had some beliefs that I tapped into. And some of these beliefs were, I don't need you. I can't trust love. I'm all alone and there's no one there for me. That's her inner dialogue. That's her narrative. Now you can see how that kind of creates. If we don't have a strong relationship to that part of ourselves, that part takes over and we keep living our life from that wounded parts narrative. I don't need you. I'm all alone and there's no one there for me. Right? And so look at your life right now. Are you is your life being mirrored um, mirroring back these beliefs. And that's a good sense that you have a wounded aspect of yourself that is running your love life. And when you start to build a relationship with this wounded sense of self, you will start to feel safe that you can let love in because that wounded part of yourself just does not feel that she can trust love to come into her life. So she can't receive healthy love. And this is a big part of what self-love is. Self-love is is forming a relationship with all of these wounded parts of ourselves, so that then we can learn to receive healthy love from somebody who can actually meet our needs. Because if we haven't done this inner healing work, and which is the process of coming into self-love, then we continually attract partners who can't meet our needs. And so self-love is not about, I don't need anybody. Self-love is about realizing that I I really do need love and connection. And now I can actually receive it from somebody who can actually meet my emotional needs. When we don't love ourselves and we haven't done the work to heal the wounded parts of ourselves, we will attract love from people who can't meet our needs, who can't meet our emotional needs because of all the wounded fragmented parts within ourselves. So I hope you found that helpful. If it resonated for you or if you have any additional comments, um, you can reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, I am on Instagram at magnetic underscore feminine. And I look forward to staying connected and um, hearing from you if you have any more questions.